The A-List Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hello, everyone. This is the A-List Podcast. I'm Kwani Lunas, joined by Ashrod Blakely and Gary Washburn. And we are moments away from tip-off for the Boston Celtics, their 2023-2024 NBA season. So, obviously, the NBA season started on Tuesday night. But, of course, because this is a Celtics podcast, we'll just get into the expectations for this season. But before we do that, let's quickly go over the preseason. We talked about it every, you know, the last few weeks. But overall, what grade would you give this Celtics team in their preseason performance? And how should that momentum be used in game one that starts Wednesday night? Eh. <laughs> Maybe a B. A B. I mean, they were good. But they, they, there's nothing that they did that just made me think like, oh, my gosh, wow, they're so much better than I thought they were. I mean, they did what you're supposed to do. You work on some things, you develop, trying to develop chemistry, uh, show some signs that you are going to be better than you were a year ago in doing some things. And I thought defensively, I thought they looked a lot better uh, than they did last season. When you look at some of the trapping that they did and the fact that you've got two incredibly uh, defensive-minded playmakers in the backcourt when you talk about Derek White and Drew Holiday, two all-NBA defenders. So they, they did. I, I thought they made it clear that was going to be a bigger part of what they're going to do this season in terms of be, being successful. But for the most part, I mean, they kind of pretty much handled their business and did what they are supposed to do. I'd give them an A. I thought that <laughs> – Oh, well, you're an easy get greater, Gary. Yeah, hey, I ain't taking your. Right. I, ain't, I forgot you went to Cal. That's right. I ain't taking your class at BU. Shoot. Hey, their student athlete grades now affect our conference, Sherrod. You so. hired you hired them teachers in well, different right. world. You're right. You know? <laughs> um, I think that I give them a not. Oh, I mean, they went four and one. They lost the game that they didn't play their starters, but they played hard, pushed the Knicks to the final minute. But I give them an A because of the focus of the entire preseason training camp. They were about business. I just noticed that the whole atmosphere, you know, you see training camp, you know, I've been I've been to a bunch, seen a bunch, seen a bunch of preseasons over the years, and you see, you know, work and all that stuff, but it just seemed like there wasn't a whole bunch of horsing around. There wasn't a whole bunch of just like, um, we got this. There was a lot of focus on improvement. There was a lot of like, we're good, but we need to be better. Um, there was a lot of just then a locked in mentality. I saw with the coaching staff, with the players, with the star players, with Tatum's and the Browns and the Drew Holidays and the Porzingis. I just think there was a seriousness there that I haven't seen before. And I'm not saying that they're not serious in pre- previous years and criticizing you know, anybody in particular, or it's Marcus Smart's fault, nothing like that. No, they've been serious in previous years, but this training camp had a tone of just like, you know what, like, we're going to, we we need to be better. We, we got to do something different. We've got to step our game up. So I give them an A because I just thought the focus, and then also they made it out healthy, no injuries, if you want to knock on wood for that, but just nothing. I didn't see any like slippage. I didn't see any horsing around. Um, I saw a team that's like, you know what? We ready to punch. We ready to punch first. Now it'll be interesting to see how they come out to uh, Wednesday against the Knicks and uh, the Knicks in the heat. So the competition is stiff right off the bat, but I was impressed with the tone of the training camp. And also too selfishly, a lot of the old Celtics coming back, 
uh, that that memo they sent Pierce and see our friend, our great friend Rajan Rondo a couple of days ago. Um, oh, now he's your great friend. Yeah, my wow. great friend, my great, my close friend. <laughs> wow. Uh, Leon Poe and Sam Vincent and uh, you know Antoine Walker apparently came by. I didn't see him, uh, but just the vibe was all about bringing the old guys back, appreciation for the past, but also like they want to be one of the great Celtic teams, and they've been very, very good over the last few years. So it's not like they haven't been good, but this team. They want to be great, and that's why I give them an A. Well, the reason why, Gary, I, I think that there were such a much greater focus is because, well, two things. One, first and foremost, they understand that it's championship or bust this year. There are no excuses. There are no ways that you can justify doing anything less than winning a championship. And two, in case they had a day or two where they forgot about that, you got Sam Cassell in the building. You got Charles Lee in the building. You got Paul Pierce in the building. You got folks who have either coached or been on the floor in winning a championship, being the last team standing. And if you are a team that that is your goal and you have the kind of roster that has the ability to accomplish that, having those steady daily reminders is what is going to, frankly, put you in the right frame of mind night in and night out. This team can't afford to mentally take a night off. And they've got the type of players from the past and coaching staff of the present that's going to keep them present with that that focus. Uh, I'm excited about this season. I'm, I'm My reason for not giving them a better grade than a B is because yeah. as this is a preseason. And I'm not convinced that all those feel-good vibes that we've seen from this team. Well, she asked gonna... you to grade the preseason. <laughs> What's that? She asked you to grade the preseason. So basically, they had, they had no shot at all getting an A regardless. Look. <laughs> the reason Gary, I graded the part of the preseason because it's the preseason. <laughs> what? Play the game to win, Gary. Play the game to win. Oh, God. Get the grade that you get, and if you don't, I didn't like give you grade, an A because you you did what I said, and you didn't do what I said. Yeah, like what? It's like get a teacher better. that gave you a B because they just want you to do better. Like yeah. you want a chip on your shoulder. I get, I see the mentality here, Sherrod. It's the, the reverse psychology. I gave you a B on the midterm because it ain't the final. <laughs> <laughs> Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com, gamblinghelplinema.org, or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Okay, let's get into one of our favorite games here on the A-List Podcast. We haven't played it in a while. 
it's pick and roll time. So I'm going to give you three scenarios and you're going to tell me who will be the biggest difference maker for their new team this upcoming season. First, we have Damon Milwaukee. Second, we have Drew in Boston. And finally, we have Mr. Bradley Beal in Phoenix. Take your pick and roll. Who you got, Gary? (laughs) Biggest impact? Oh, boy. I'm ready for my career as a game show host, so this is perfect for the segue. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say Drew because... I'm going to say Drew because... I'm not sure about Bradley Beal. Like, I like Bradley Beal. Mm. I think in previous years, in the, in the past, he was a very, very exceptional player. But I don't know. Like, he's been hurt a lot over the last few years. He scores a lot of points, but they're meaningless. Like, he's not on winning teams. I just don't know what he's going to turn into in Phoenix whether he'll be the number three guy, which I think he'll be, um, whether he'll step up his game and just be that all-star again. I'm just I'm just not as bowled over by Beal. I know there's a report and Beal said that the Miami Heat were good on, like he wanted to go to Miami and the Heat were like, well, let's get, we'll get back to you on that. And they didn't want, they didn't want him. And um and I kind of understand why not that I, I think he's a uh, not a good player, but he's not as durable. Um, and he's 30, and that's not old, obviously, Kwani. But wow, um, <laughs> it's not respectfully with all due respect, Kwani. With no, all it's not, respect, absolutely. But, respectfully. But not everybody's everybody's 30 ain't the same. And oh, so, for sure. Like an NBA body 30 is different from a Non- yes, from the being in at the club 30, being just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just a difference. He's just... <laughs> I get you, though. You're right, you're right. There's a difference. So, for me, I just, I, I'm going to say Drew, and, and the reason I didn't choose Dame is the same, like, I don't know how much Dame has left. I don't know how it's going to go over. I just think there's some stuff in Milwaukee. Now the coaching staff, Terry Stotts just walked away. Adrian Griffin's had kind of a rocky start with the media and it just seems like everything ain't all kosher um, with the Bucks. No, I'm not saying they're going to collapse or they're not going to win 50 something games. They will. But I just, for Drew, I think he's in a perfect opportunity, a perfect spot. He's going to show out. He, he can, he's going to run the show on offense. I just think he'll have more of an impact and he is cause he, cause he can do more than score. Dane, what does he do besides score? Bill, what does, he, what does he do besides score? I think Holiday def- defends, shoots, facilitates, uh, does the dirty work, gets those hustle plays. Like he does so much more for his team than the those other two. All those two are prolific scorers, but if they're not scoring, if Bradley Bill ain't scoring, what is he doing? You know, the same thing with Dame. I love Dame. He's hall. He's headed to the Hall of Fame, top seventy-five. But it's all because he can score. Um. We'll see if that changes. I'm going to rock with Dame, and and here's why. The the point that you make about him, he doesn't just score. He scores in ways that very few people in the NBA can do. His range is very Steph Curry-like. 
Uh, he has the he and he's one of the best players in clutch situations. And with that Milwaukee team, I agree with you, Gary. They definitely have some issues that they need to iron out. But they've got an 82 game slate of games to figure that out. And the one thing you know about Dane right off the bat is the pick and roll with him and Giannis is deadly. That is going to put defense, including the Suns, who have a good defense it's going to make it very difficult to keep that team from scoring because they have two elite scores who between the two of them cover the entire damn half of the floor they get buckets in every way imaginable and yes he is defensively challenged there's no question about that but he has been able to more than compensate for that when he has been on the floor and the team that he has in milwaukee now is the best team he's played with and so I think Dame is going to not have as nearly a difficult transition in Milwaukee as some people think. Uh, because as long as Adrian Griffin is smart enough to let Dame do what Dame has done for, for years, it's going to be okay. They're going to be one of the last teams standing. But I because of what he's capable of doing, because of what they need him to do, he's going to have a more significant impact. Because uh, Drew, to me, Drew, if Drew has an average year, the Celtics are probably going to the conference finals. If Drew has a below average year, they're still probably going to the conference finals. No disrespect to Drew. Dame, Dame can't be average. In an average season for Dame, they're not getting out of the second round. So Dame is more likely going to have to step his game up, be more of a other involved besides Giannis, but still maintain that high 20s, low 30 point per game scoring average, which he has the ability to do. He does that. They're in the conference finals and potentially the NBA finals if they can get past Boston. You made a lot of great points, but I just need to acknowledge your Teddy Riley internet because I, th- I don't know if it was just my computer. No, you was freezing. Okay. <laughs> and for context, in 2020, they did this versus challenge. If you go go look it up, Teddy Riley had some terrible internet connection, and now Sharad is also dealing with the same. I'm blaming you, Kwani, because for the longest time, it's Kwani always been my that computer. J- that jiggity jacked up internet Bruh. connection. The, and now it's the on me. The beauty of the digital era is that we can all conveniently be in different places. The bad part is that our internets are always on different wavelengths, quite literally, but. Gary's next. You don't know it yet, but Gary's next. Oh, come on. Don't do that. Nah. (laughs) Gary, I hope you're safe. No, I'm good. He's (laughs) a hater. Sherrod, a hater. (laughs) All right. Going back. You get a C, Gary. A C. Today, you get a C. (laughs) No, your internet gets a C. (laughs) Internet. I N N A N E T. (laughs) Internet. (laughs) No R. No R in your internet. (laughs) No. I'm sorry. In the net. All right. So I we talked a little bit about, obviously, Drew, Bradley Beal. We had that that little conversation. But just looking around the NBA overall, what would you two say is your favorite storyline going into this upcoming season? It can be Wimby. off the court, on the court, whatever. I don't Wimby. Wimby, okay. Number one pick. That's really a good He one. is so insanely good. Mm-hmm. He makes everything look easy. Um. I'm curious to see, can he do that over the course of a full NBA slate of games? He's my interest. He's the guy I'm looking really, really, I want to see. Okay. Yeah, that's a (laughs) shocking development. (laughs) Breaking news. Oh, breaking news. He wants to see. breaking news component, Gary. If you you read the 
The storyline I'm looking at is, is our friend James Harden. Like, where is he going? What is he going to do? What's yeah. going to happen? How does it affect Philadelphia? How does it affect? I just think it's just so interesting. Like, Harden just asked for a trade, and I'd be messing with people's lives. Like, even he's like, I want to trade. And then they just throw players to the other team. And I know it's a business, but like people got families and homes. And because, like, look how the uh, the Kyrie Irving trade demand affected like Isaiah Thomas. You know what I'm saying? He probably comes back to Boston. That changed his whole career. You know, him going to Cleveland and the hip and all that, never finding his footing. And I just think you'd be messing with people's lives in a sense when you be just demand trades every two years. So. I just think that's hovering over everybody. He's not reported to camp. He's not going to be there Thursday against the Bucks in the opener, probably. Now it's suddenly his mom is sick. You know, you don't want to challenge that, but you're like, are you sure? You know, it's like suddenly around when you don't like, is it is that really happening? Is his mother really ill? Like, you know, I hope if she is, I hope she gets better and it's okay. Like, that's a very serious situation, but he just it's just hovering. It just makes the league look bad. The whole I just felt like the league looked terrible this summer with Dane just demanding a deal, Harden, and just hovering over, like, you know, Tyler Hero had to sit there and figure out, okay, am I going to go to Port? Where am I going to go? Like, you know, it's just it just makes everybody uncomfortable. And I just think the storyline is spilled into the season. The, the, the NBA wants all of us to concentrate on the game. You know, the who's playing and who's – and it's still every day – Harden update. Harden's it, not at practice. Harden's not Nick Nurse. What do you coach? New coach. What do you think? Okay, I gotta talk about Harden. You know, um, it's just you know, Joel B. What do you think about Harden not being here? Like, it's just it's unfortunate, but that's what I'm thinking about. Like, how does that affect other teams? How does that affect Philadelphia? Are they still gonna compete in the East? You know, but I'm also excited about. The other teams in the East, Miami, I mean, I just think it's going to be a great season in terms of the competition. A lot of teams are uh, – damn, Sherrod, it's not going to be a great season? Why are you looking like oh, – He said oh, Miami. You, you said Miami as if they got a squad. They got no. a great coach. They got I'm, saying, I'm saying there's going to be a lot – I think there's going to be a lot of interesting teams, teams that are like either going to sink or swim. I think this is a year like teams like Minnesota, Miami, like that either are going to win or going to rebuild and they're going to blow it up. I think there's going to be a lot of teams around who are looking to win, but but by trade deadline might be like, you know what? Do you want this guy? Do you? Miami could be one of those teams. Jimmy Butler's 34 years old now. You know, like like they're a team that, you know, I think Spell has something up his sleeve. I don't think the Heat are going to be some, I don't think they're going to be 40, 40 and 42. But you know they didn't. Nothing happened because of Dame to them this summer. They didn't do nothing. They waited for Dame. Philadelphia. What's going to happen with them? Ben Simmons in Brooklyn. Is he is he back? I just think it's a great, a lot of great storylines. So I think the Harden thing for me, and then also just the, the the competition. There's not a real like you can't really pick a team and be like that's gonna they're just gonna be freaking terrible this year. Like. Washington, but Washington also has Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, Trey. They got a good, a lot of good young players. They could bite you every now and then. Like, there's no, there's no like tanking teams. Houston's going to be interesting. Like, I think that's good for the league. Like, all, the, the bad teams are starting to get better, and 
That's what's not I Charlotte. think good about the league. Not Charlotte, though. They're I think related, uh, Joel Embiid, the new development that the Knicks are willing to spend money on him as well just adds a no, another wrench into what Philadelphia's future looks like. It's just hilarious. I they're the like the Knicks are technically the laughing stock of the league sometimes, but then Philly with the trusting of the process, which at this point I don't even want to use that phrase ever again in any per, per, part of my personal life because it hasn't really worked for them. But also like in the West, I'm looking at like Doncic and like how's him and Kyrie. How like what will that duo look like? Because like I don't know. Oh, don't forget Grant Williams. Williams. Grant Williams at big three. ESPN's top big three one of the top 100 players. But, like, is Kyrie going to be interested in playing and helping Luka win and, you know, them getting pretty far in the league next this year? I don't know what that looks like either. So, there, obviously, there's a lot of storylines. But those pique my interest because, obviously, they're kind of related to Boston in some ways. But also, the NBA just loves drama, as we know. And, and- <laughs> Dallas may not even make it to the playing game for the second oh, year in a row. Oh, yeah. I don't – I mean, that's not I mean, that team is. Either. I mean, Gary, you know, Gary was talking about, you know, there's really no bad – no team that's going to be clearly at the back of the pack. I think Dallas might be that team. They that's might a, be that team. A little lukewarm hot take. Well, I think I, – and, and, I, and I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I think – you know, coaches are going to, like, I think Billy Donovan's on the hot seat, Jason Kidd, Chris Finch in Minnesota. There's going to be a – I think there's going to be a lot of teams, like I said, like you said, Dallas, Chicago, that are, like, sink or swim. And and, and they could be making – there could be a lot of player movement at the trade deadline with, like, Zach Levine and some of these guys who their team didn't go through. But then there's also going to be some interesting teams. Brooklyn's going to be fascinating. Like, not they're not going to win – you know, 60 games I'm talking about, but just talking about being competitive, how the Knicks look, what's going on in Cleveland, how the Sherrod's Pistons, what's going to happen with them? Oh, they coming this year. You know, this is what, what's year. going on and what's going on. Play in game, game, here they come. Play um, in game, here they come. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, anyway. Indiana. <laughs> Indiana's a yeah. very intriguing team. Yeah, like, don't sleep on the Pacers. Yeah, Bruce Brown true. and Halliburton. You know, Miles Turner. And, and don't forget the new story of with our our former guy Marcus Smart. One man's one team's trash is another team's gold. Like that nugget wasn't thrown in that article for no reason. Yeah. So you know, we already knew this, but he's definitely gonna have a big chip Marcus Smart on his shoulder this season. So what did he say? In the athletic, he said one man's trash is another. Oh, I'm sorry. Another one team's trash is another team's gold. Oh. And refer, referring referring to the fact that. The Celtics traded him, but also him finding out via his girlfriend while he was sleeping. Yeah. So it kind of reemphasized what we already knew. But even though we saw Brad at the wedding and, you know, they all seem to have made up, he's not forgetting that. He may have forgiven, but he's definitely not forgetting. Yeah. All right. Looking ahead, just because if you're listening to this, you're probably waiting for the season to officially start. For the Celtics, Wednesday night, they play the New York Knicks. What are your opening night expectations? What are some matchups fans should be watching tonight? Win, I'm assuming you're listening on Wednesday. Win the game. Win the game. Tatum, do what you do well. And I want to see someone who I don't have already in that top five, top six pecking order do some work. I wouldn't mind okay. seeing Peyton Pritchard have a good game. See my man O'Shea Brissett do some things. Uh, Gary's Defensive Player of the Year, O'Shea Brissett. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I'm looking for. 
I want to play. I put me in the game. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and play, Quanny. He's like um, double dutch. Quanny's trying to get in the game. You see that guy? Right, like, oh, oh, and it's we all know bad. all Kawani family from Jersey coming. They're gonna be right. <laughs> why is she they, sitting? They're gonna want front row seats. <laughs> Caviar, oh, champagne. Right. All the family to be on the shrimps. <laughs> Don't let Quanti family in. They're going to come from Jersey. Garden. <laughs> Don't forget the shrimps. They're going to want the first class service. No. Why they want shrimp? Of all the things, they want shrimp. <laughs> Don't forget the scripts. Scripts. Caviar, champagne. Period. You got to have a champagne, Gary. Champagne yeah. is always popping. So I'm looking forward to whether the Celtics, I think defensively, I think I'm looking, I'm be fascinated. Like are they, how they're going to guard Julius Randle. Who's going to guard him? Um, Brunson, Barrett. They've had trouble with Barrett in the last couple of years. Like the Knicks are going to come out. They're basically the same team. They added um, Dante DiVincenzo to kind of make the Villanova crew o- over in New York. But, to me, um, I feel like this is a, a tricky, dangerous game. The Knicks are a team that they, the Celtics struggled with last year. They 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 beat them three out of four times, um, you know. And I think that they could bite them again in the opener. The Celtics going to come out focused, defensively sound. Let's see how Porzingis does playing going back to the Garden. Um, and the atmosphere is going to be raucous, the opening game, and they're going to want to make a statement. But the Celtics should want to make a statement too. National TV game, you know, ESP, they're going to want to, they should be like, no, we hitting fools in the mouth. Like we coming at, we're not starting slow. We're not going to, and we're not going to shoot, a, we're not going to shoot 23s in the first quarter. Like we're going to move the ball around, get in the paint, use our strengths, get, get jump on them. And, you know, it's going to be a good game. The Knicks are, are not a slouch. And even though they didn't do a lot of moves in the offseason, they're still a very quality club. So I expect a very competitive game. And But I want to see how the Celtics come out defensively and how focused they are in the opener. There's some front row scrimps for Quine's There's some scrimps and stakes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Quanti, Quanti, the deep in thought is she frozen. <laughs> See how I smacked she was talking, Gary? <laughs> That's what you get. That's what my cousin would say. That's what you get. <laughs> Wednesday night, it all goes down. One of 82 games. That's all we have because obviously there's so much more to talk about this upcoming season. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. In this preseason, well, let's do some predictions. Let's do some predictions, Kwani, real quick. Like, NBA finals, who's next? Yeah, who's your NBA finals, Sherrod? Celtics, Lakers. Let's go. Unfortunately, I'm going to agree with Sherrod. Wait, what? Unfortunately, Celtics, Lakers finals. I think the Lakers, there's something in them this year. You think the Lakers win? No, I think the Celtics win this series. Oh, okay, yeah, I can agree with that. The Celtics-Lakers final, I think, is a rematch of all the great ones. I think the Lakers, is something got me on them in terms of just their poise, what they've done in the offseason, picking up Cam Reddish, and mm-hmm. not, not say Cam Reddish, but we were championship, you know, Torian Prince, Christian Wood, 
Resign Riyad Tamura, Austin Reeves getting better, Gabe Vincent, the guy who pestered the Celtics uh the playoffs. Just Don't getting that LeBron, huh? Oh, yeah, I heard about him. And that, that commercial. Yeah. And so I think that I think that they're ready to make a run. I think the Celtics get them in I would say six games. I'm not gonna say seven Celtics epic seventh game. It's that, that's too much. Six games though. And for those who believe in a script, this would be a perfect script for the NBA anyway. So, so be it. I'm here for it. Well, these predictions are locked in. We won't change them until we'll, we won't change it. We'll revisit them at the end of the season. But until then, HRI Blakely, Gary Washburn, not until the end of the season, until next week, we'll be back with the A-List podcast. Thank you for listening. The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. You place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. Ever wish you could navigate the betting field with the confidence of a pro? Enter Odds Are. They're not a sports book, but they're the sports betting advisor you always needed. It's like having a playbook for smarter bets right in your pocket. I've been absolutely loving the experience, and I think you will too. Especially since Celtics All Access listeners get a 30 day free trial. Elevate your game day and join the smart betting revolution. Go get it at oddsr.com/celtics. That's oddsr.com/celtics.